You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Are you ready to listen to Final Wrestling Place? Kick it! weekend it has been for you and i my friend sure has man hitting the road hit it strong hit it fast as one Dwayne the rock johnson would say that's right it's about drive it's about power we stay hungry we devour blah 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 and take what's ours i don't know the rest of it i think that's it maybe i need to talk to dj and brett some more they're the they have the inside loop on all things Dwayne. As they're an officially Zoa-sponsored podcast, unofficially. Oh. Did they get that old uh, retweet from The Rock? I don't know yet. Oh. We haven't. I don't think. Uh, between us, we haven't bombasted Dwayne like uh, Dustin did a long time ago. Mm. But that's the goal. Like that's, that's literally like life goals, right? Get acknowledged by... DJ? Uh, the, the, tri- old, the, the old travel the, chief. The old travel chief. You see that video making its rounds? Yeah, I guess man. I guess we're uh, making broken sad. news again. We're in the sad times now. <laughs> we had the Hollywood Rock run a lot longer than the initial Hollywood Rock run. I believe this is what uh, since um, Doctor Strange is making the rounds now. I guess we get to use a Doctor Strange term here. We are in the end game now. Oh no! Want to be your end game? I don't like this. I don't like anything about this. That's the thing about wrestling is that when something's really good, <laughs> just milk it, man. It'll usually translate to other fields where <sighs> there's less work and more money to be had. And isn't that the goal? The worst thing he did was go get those new teeth. If he didn't have oh, those new was teeth. A wrap, yeah. yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm so We're- sad. When Roman Reigns, who's, who was already like 260, managed to put on like another 30 pounds of muscle and got <laughs> new teeth. And then just decided, you know what? Shirts off. Right. Shirts Titties off out. for Harambe. And then literally went out there and is doing the thing. It just gets me so giddy. So either way, welcome to Final Wrestling Place. I am Tim. I'm still Marcus Ua. And we've got I don't now you're gonna make me more sad. Like, don't do that. <laughs> um, we have a lot of stuff to cover. We are here to talk about almost feels like a part two of our podcast from last week mm-hmm. with Double J, Jones. a continuation Jones. Um, but we're here to talk about uh we're talking about a little Chinese democracy. If you will, um, not that really bad anticipated Guns N' Roses album, mm. but the Intercontinental Championship reigns of the ninth wonder of the world, China, 
as well as uh, some uh, some history being made at the Weibacher Brewery mm. and uh, maybe a little bit more. So, uh, Marcus, I'm glad to have you at my side, as always, here on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com, at STBN Network on Twitter. Um, but let's get right down into it. So last week we did put double J on and in the good place of WWE F intercontinental champions who were never world champion, who were never world champion. That is also correct. That's the extra caveat Jones on all Mm -hmm. of this, but Jeff Jarrett's last intercontinental championship reign uh, was ended by our current topic, the ninth wonder of the world, China. China. Um, with what we do here, as always, three simple rules for being our intercontinental champion. We can talk about the rise to the title, the run with the title, and then how you left the title once you were no longer champion. China has two intercontinental championship reigns. Um, with a total runtime of about three months, give or take a little bit. Um, and just as like a big overview, China really felt like a special attraction intercontinental champion mm-hmm. than a workhorse type intercontinental champion. In the in the realm of like ultimate warrior man. Right. Except even warrior wrestled more and mm-hmm. probably defended the intercontinental championship more. China was definitely an intercontinental champion for the eyes. Um, with the optics of her carrying the intercontinental championship. Um, I really feel as though, and this is kind of 10,000 foot view before we actually drill in and give our red points and our green points. If anything was going to send China into the next stratosphere, it would have been this intercontinental championship run. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though with conversation points we'll have any goodwill they may have had was kind of squandered the longer China had the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll start to get into it. So China wins the Intercontinental Championship in the Good Housekeeping match in October of 99. Uh, Jeff Jarrett famously holds Vince McMahon up. Over a barrel. Over a barrel with a 45. Straight uh, to the chest. And got all of his money and the money of the city of Cleveland. Um, They're still trying to recover. I know. AIW is trying their best. And um, and so Double J is gone. And China is left as Intercontinental Champion. And looks like a million dollars. The first things first is China immediately inherits Miss Kitty. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, with kind of no real fanfare. I feel like Kitty never really got over. Like, she doesn't start getting over until her boobs are out on pay-per-view, which is 
on the show where China's second reign is going to come to, or first reign is going to come to an end. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess it was supposed to be a little like Austin Powers esque with like the mini me. Right. Which is the first thing that like Jerry says on commentary is that China's got her little mini me. But even so, like when, when Jared loses the good housekeeping match, Kitty didn't really flip on Double no. J during no. the match. Kitty was a ride or die, not like Deborah. But literally, the corpse isn't even cold. And the first week on Raw, literally the night after China wins the Intercontinental Championship, cats out with the black wig. I'm assuming it's a wig. Gotta be, yeah. Um, but she's got the black hair and she's dressed exactly like China. And China's got her mini me. The presentation is great. Like mm-hmm. having China have a second optically looks great. Now the mm-hmm. execution, we could go, we could get a little more into that and, right. and, and, and into the weeds. Kitty um, just probably wasn't meant to be like in wrestling. I, I just don't think like she is to borrow from war like she's below replacement level like i didn't think she had any real star power i didn't think she had any good like skills that really translated <laughs> to wrestling or to entertainment pal other than getting naked right now was she with jerry when she debuted yeah so this is definitely a jerry hire right not good jerry not good jerry no, not internet not, wrestling emporium, Jerry. Not Jerry with a G. Jerry with a Jerry a with a, Jerry with a chicken joint. <laughs> so, um, so China is intercontinental champion. And Jerry is, should be in the joint, right? And so <laughs> allegedly, and immediately China is paired off with the not so recently debuted Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In what could possibly be the least 2022 friendly start to a storyline in the history of wrestling. And here we go with the red points, <laughs> like <laughs> infinite red points. It's man versus woman stuff, but then it gets into like Jericho's transphobia, transphobia, and Jericho's going to go through with a, at the time, what is labeled a sex change. And it's that was bad. a horrible, that was a horrible promo it where like Jericho's in a match and China comes out, China and Kitty come out with the bag and they're pulling out uh, tampons and bolt cutters and little scissors and summer's Eve and a bunch of stuff and like it it really starts to detract to eat away from the bunny of china because i don't feel like china needs to do those type of promos to combat jericho no but jericho had just come in they didn't really have a ton of faith or confidence in him but He's basically just replacing Double J when he comes in. Like, right. Jericho's the new perennial intercontinental title guy. He picks up where Jarrett left off with China. And, like, they still continue with the man versus woman stuff with this, which is, like, a lesser 
quality continuation from everything that Jarrett and China did. And if anything, like this is also red points for China, China's first run. But like, can we retro jam Jeff Jarrett for green points? Because to me, it just screams like how good Jarrett was to be able to pull off that two month program with China compared to just a couple weeks of China and Jericho. Right. And even like they even tried their best to incorporate Stevie Richards into their storyline where Stevie dresses like a woman gets brought into a mixed tag with China and D'Lo versus Jericho and this fan Jericho then beats up Stevie then Stevie dresses up like China to go against Jericho and then Stevie dresses like Jericho to face China and it's just very very not preferred nothing's hitting yeah now the first big green point for China is that in the weeks following her intercontinental championship run we start to see and you mentioned it a little bit on WWE war um on the North South connection, check it out on our pod, our, our Twitter feed at TNM shows. There's a link tree link that has all of our podcasts listed sports. Did I say sports? No, I'm about to smack you, <laughs> but we, so on, on war, um, you mentioned, and you give above replacement report points to the China theme. Mm-hmm. So she, during this time period, at least in her first run, she is distancing herself away from Triple H. Finally. Yeah. Finally, her reign starts using my time. And then over the course of the weeks following, the you can hear when you, it's always fun to catch the WWE when they're tinkering with a wrestler's theme. Until finally you get the finished product, which yeah. we did get at Survivor Series 99. Mm-hmm. with the full ninth wonder of the world theme the theme the china nader just huge huge green points for for that cuz to me that having her own theme her iconic theme it is a solidification of her going to the next level right like they had distanced Triple H from China, but they hadn't distanced China from Triple H. Correct. That makes sense. Like they were still, they were both using the same theme. Mm-hmm. The Tron was pretty much the same, except like yeah. replace every word of Triple H with the word China, replace every picture of Triple H with China's face. Um, now it, it is great that they're very similar in the fact because I, I feel as though the China theme is a derivative of my time which is natural um but china really did need to break away from Mm -hmm. all things triple h and dx um especially in the start of her first reign um unfortunately though china as an intercontinental champion during her reign is very much meh as our buddy brucey would say and then the bell rang she doesn't her first I believe her first defense of the Intercontinental Championship is 
at SummerSlam or at Survivor Series against mm. Jericho. Yeah, that match. I think it gets remembered for the finish. That's where they do the um, pedigree off the top rope. Right. Pepsi plunge. Right. <laughs> and they go through the motions of what is a good match. But like the execution is not good. And our buddy Aaron pointed out to me uh, in Jericho's book that like whether they were like working house shows or did a bit of business on TV at one point, like Jericho, I guess, stiffed China and like busted her lip open or something or gave her a black eye. And Jericho got dressed down for that. So the match at Survivor Series, all the strikes are super loose and there's daylight and a lot of stuff. So like the Survivor Series match just it's like a match in slow motion, but you also see like all the business exposing strikes. Not not good, in my opinion. Yeah, they do build to a good finish. Correct. And like that's 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 good. Um, Even after the Survivor Series match, they're still finding ways to protect China. There's the angle on Raw in which. It was. It is the actual dressing down of the sex change. You know, China gets the the clean win, the straight up win over Chris Jericho, and yet she's the aggressor now to keep putting the heat on Jericho, even though she actually just defeated him on pay per view. So they do the dressing down, and on the same episode of Raw, Jericho abducts China and breaks her hand with a hammer. Right. He takes the the ball. What was it the ball peen hammer? The hammer that the big show got used on by the big boss man literally like a month prior. Yeah, they take that one and destroy China's thumb and hand. Yeah, and so China now is not on television defending the title, nursing her wounds, and she's off for about ten days until she comes back. Street closed shine on an episode of SmackDown and gives Jericho the what for with the hammer again, knocking him out. Um, attempted murder. Very much. Very much attempted murder. China and Jericho are still kind of bickering back and forth until Jericho wins the Intercontinental Championship at Armageddon mm-hmm. from, from China. And... This match is your typical Attitude Era style brawl on the outside a little bit. Um, I'm guessing some negatives, accentuating some positives. And they're really leaning on the hand. Yeah. Like whether it was a legitimate hand injury or or not, the, the match definitely felt like China was handicapped by the hand being right. injured. Yeah, like they actually have a story in the match as opposed to Survivor Series where it's like man versus woman or just like, oh, we're going to try to have a good match. Right. And so we get through we get through Chi- through Jericho's uh, first title reign, but China still stays involved in the Intercontinental title feud but in a very weird way. So in her rise back to the Intercontinental Championship, she is aiding Chris Jericho 
in retaining the Intercontinental Championship in consecutive matches against X-Pac, Godfather, and Hardcore Holly, who Hardcore does eventually become a become the third man in this this Intercontinental title story for China, at least at the end of this. Um, on the last SmackDown of 1999, China finally gets her uh, return match, her, her not rematch. Yeah, it's a return match, yeah. A return match for the Intercontinental Championship, and it comes out that China was helping Jericho retain the title because she wanted to give her hand enough time to heal so that she could be the one to take the title off of Chris Jericho. Uh, We get the match, and it is the famous, or infamous, double ref, back suplex on the chair, double pin, which leaves everybody in an air of controversy until the following Raw. Where the Um, inventor of women's wrestling. The inventor of women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley, always on top, uh, is doing business like we've not done business before and breaks the his breaks the mold on the historic co-intercontinental championship uh ruling in which if you didn't if you weren't watching at the time uh Jericho and China were both intercontinental champion they would take turns defending the intercontinental championship and if one lost both lost so they had better learn to work together. And in theory, this is a really cool idea. Like, kind of, yeah, in theory, yeah. Like, like, this is like a trivia idea, right? It, it, it's definitely like... <laughs> this is an EFED idea. It is. It, it's Well, you also have to think, too. They're trying to break the mold, think outside of the box, try something different, and like... In theory, this works. However, their execution is very poor because not o- not only does it do no favors for either champion, because China is cheating to have Jericho keep the title, and then she's jumping Jericho and taking possession of the belt, and then China's defending the title, and Jericho helps China retain, and then he runs away with the belt. They're both making each other look weaker and weaker as champion because neither of them can defeat anyone by themselves. Right. So I don't care who the Intercontinental Champion is because they're both garbage. Um, Hard to agree. And you got Hardcore Holly in there. Hardcore and Crash, where there's tag team consecutive tag team matches on SmackDown and Raw, where... It's the Holly Cousins versus the Intercontinental Champions. China leaves Jericho hanging out to dry on SmackDown. Then Jericho leaves China out to dry on Raw. Until eventually they kind of bury the hatchet backstage. And it's like, you know what? We're going to work together. Which gets us to the triple threat match at the Royal Rumble. Where... Jericho kind of once and for all defeats China and takes the Intercontinental Championship for himself. And that's it. 
Yeah, and it, it like they probably should have done the switch on TV. By the time they get to the Rumble, like the bloom is starting to fall off the rose of China. Like the fans, and it, like it, it might be more so Jericho starting to come into his own and winning the fan base over, um, as opposed to like fans really not being into China. Like you basically put the fans in a position where they have to pick, and like as cool and groundbreaking as China was, like. Chris Jericho was a cool cat in 1999, 2000. And like Jericho's going to win that 10 times out of 10. Right. And I think part of the issue too, is just the way that China was being presented as champion. Like yeah. if she had continued to be like, I am, I am strong enough to be the champion, like to be like the, she it's weird because she was both the underdog and the odds on favorite at the same right. time. Yep. And they didn't play into either. Right. Yep. Too many things going on. Instead, China was like essentially using toxic masculinity as her arm her ammo instead of talking about how good she is. She's talking down about Jericho, which isn't necessarily like the best to do. Um, also, too, in this second Intercontinental title run, you start to see China tiptoe back into involvement with DX mm-hmm. loosely, um, especially using Tori to get to Kane to use Kane to beat up Jericho, which in retrospect now, when looking at the trajectory of the beginning of the year 2000, we get towards the reuniting of DX. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not, uh, not ideal for me. At all. Yeah, like the body's not even cold yet. Like <laughs> Right, for sure. Yeah, so like they, they just couldn't stop trying to connect the pieces of DX and Yeah, they just need to commit to like fully separating China away from the group, but also like commit to presenting her as one of the boys if that's what she was gonna be presented as. Like she should have had a program in there, like between the Jericho rematches, they should have done a straight up, like whether it's a TV program or it leads to a pay-per-view like Val Venus isn't doing a lot during this time. Like there is guys on that undercard, like pick that survivor series match that has like bulldog, the posse Gangrel, Val Venus, that whole group, right? Like pick one of those dudes and they're going to work with China for three or four weeks and China goes up strong. Right. Like she very could have easily had a program with with Gangrel out of that. She could, have, she could have ran through the posse, but the posses are also kind of like a joke. Right. So like that's more of a TV thing. It could, could have, have also been a, Val Venus. Right. Like Val like, Venus is a person I'd look at and they should have done something. Because Val Venus could have easily tried to hit on China like he a uh, strong woman. And, like, you fight 
the porn star versus the ninth wonder of the world. Right. And it would have been a good transition. Month. It's an easy month of TV. Because they're already transitioning Val away from the porn star stuff by then. So mm. it would have been a good transition point for Val Venus to he's already going to go heal for a couple months before that fails. So like why not do it there at China? Um but yeah, man. Um you ready to hand out some verdicts? I think so. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, the totality of China's run as Intercontinental Champion is bad place. Triple stamp that. Like her the beginnings of the title run are good, but as and kind of as aforementioned, as the reigns go on, as everything continues. Less and less interested am I in China being the Intercontinental Champion. So much so that the best look with her as Intercontinental Champion is when Kitty is also the women's champion. Mm. And they drop the title the same night. Hmm. Because Kitty wins the women's title in that evening gown pool match at Armageddon. Blue so, yeah. And then literally later that night, they're coming out with both titles mm-hmm. and China loses. Yeah. And so to me, it's just as a as intercontinental champion that never won WWE gold. I'm putting China's reigns in the bad place. I am right there with you. Now, bad, la- bad place Jones. Last week, I did ask a follow-up question on Jeff Jarrett, and this time, I'm going to ask a follow-up question around a similar topic that we're going through now. And this revolves around somebody who we're not necessarily the soon-to-be-named network as a whole is not too bright on, but you and I have have been equally positive and negative. Well, not negative, but positive on could the WWE revisit a female intercontinental champion in the likes of Charlotte Flair? I 100% think that Charlotte Flair could pull it off or somebody like that. Maybe even Rhea Ripley down the line, somebody physically dominating, um, especially now, that, you know, I mentioned Val Venus. Val Venus was like probably an average size worker for the Attitude Era. Val Venus was like 6'1", 250. Mm-hmm. Jacked, roided up to the gills. Like that look isn't too common anymore. So I think just aesthetically, I think it'd be a lot more feasible to pull off now. And especially with, with guys like, I mean, current Intercontinental Champion Ricochet, the person that Ricochet beat, Sami Zayn, you know, and part of me felt like they were kind of toying with that idea with the whole Charlotte getting after Drew Gulak mm-hmm. and kind of like screen testing or screen testing Charlotte against a man. Um, Time will tell to see where that actually goes. Which kind of segues us into our next topic. Um, I know it's been really busy for us this week, but you got your tape, right? 
Uh, I got to go check the mail. Let me go check the mail real quick. Oh, so you didn't get a chance to... It's here. I got it. I just popped it in. Okay. Uh, I'm all caught up. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it is time for a good old-fashioned Final Wrestling Place. Place? Place? Final Wrestling Place? Final Wrestling Place pre-cap. Oh. So, uh, we just watched the backlash of WrestleMania 2002. And boy... <laughs> Did Edge really finish off that chocolate bunny? Um, yeah, uh, the bunny of his career. Let's, uh, you know, there's there's two separate bunnies, right? There's bunnies for, uh, you know, personal, uh, personal bunnies, your reputation, your mm-hmm. standing as a human being in society, and your career bunny. Career bunny for him, he's got like crumbs of the feet left. Yeah, it's and it, and the only reason why he has those is because they're still stuck in the tin foil that wrapped the bunny. <laughs> he hasn't gone back to the tin foil yet to eat the like, kind of like eating the cheese paper off of a burger. It's like there's chocolate residue inside the wrapper that he just hasn't gotten back to yet. Um, but boy, he he's he was kind of like the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials where he's just like a one, a two, a three, and then crunch and then eats the whole, the whole lollipop. Um, I feel sorry for AJ Styles in the fact that AJ, I don't think is going to end up having a memorable WWE feud outside of like the undertaker and John Cena. Yeah. Like, Oh, my turn for the motorcycle. Sorry about that. But uh, speaking of Charlotte Flair, on the losing end of the I Quit match. Yeah, you know, she quit. Hopefully she uh, takes some time off, goes to learn a new hold. Ron Rousey's going to run roughshod over the uh, women's division on Friday Night SmackDown. I feel like we're due for another draft. It feels like... Draft time is here, even though it's not. It's October, but I feel like we're due for a shakeup or something. That's the vibes I get from uh, Ron Rousey beating Charlotte. Yeah. A I, reshuffling of the deck. Yeah, I, I'm not here for this Ronda Rousey rerun. Mm-hmm. Um, It's kind of like the movie you wanted to see the sequel of waited a year and a half to come back. And I grant, I understand that like she took time off. She became a mother. Things are great. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all your mothers out there. Um, but yeah, Ron Rousey is inter- is not his Intercontinental Champion. Oh my gosh, please no. I please do not no. want that. Do not subscribe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do not su- unsubscribe from that thought. Um, the bloodline taking the L to our clay bro. Yeah, I know. I guess got to leave the people feeling good. Send the crowd home happy. Um, you know, not not too surprised to see the big dog and uh, Drew McIntyre kind of brawl off towards the uh, towards the end of that. We'll see what that sets up. Will uh, Will Drew McIntyre be the one to dethrone our tribal chief, Mister Uaa? Remains to be seen. But uh, I do like um, I do like that they did the six man as opposed to the two separate matches. I love a good WWE like classic built six man tag. It's one of my favorite things that they do. 
Right. And especially since Roman is really good in a six man setting Mm -hmm. and the Usos are very good in anything tag team related. And Randy Orton is a effing stud. Sure is. And then, of course, you have Drew and Riddle. Things are great, but great. Um, was there anything that surprised you about the backlash of WrestleMania? I was just surprised that the show was done within under three hours. Who <sighs> helped us out? Well, will help us out, or actually, because um, obviously Has. we won't uh, we won't be recording viewers' choice until after the actual feed of the backlash of WrestleMania is over. Uh, so we will be um, it'll help us out in the long run to get back together and, and, and knock out the viewers choice on the North South connection. Um, but yeah, other than that, fair to Midland, this is very much like a bridge to get us to what Helena cell is next. And then yep. after Helena cell is clash to castle. And then it's uh, castles not till September. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So then it's, Money in the bank. Dinero and El Banco. Yeah. And then it's SummerSlam. Yeah. So, and then it's Clash. So we got uh, a couple Midland pay per views and then we got three big stadium shows. Fair enough for me. Um, that's our precap. Uh, Marcus, what did you learn this weekend? Man, I learned that I love wrestling and I love my wrestling buddies. Um, and that extends to everybody I've met through wrestling, whether they are technically in the wrestling business or wrestlers or not, um, being able to catch up with the, uh, soon to be named network boys this weekend. That was good for the soul. Um, being there for the last match of Avery good professional wrestler at the, the wireback wire as you mentioned, um, that did my soul a lot of good. Being able to be with you this weekend, that did my soul a lot of good. So, yeah, love my people, man. Love my people. I've been very contemplative internally the last, like, day and a half. Um, It's been a long time since I've been an outdoor cat going out and being with the people. And it really took a toll on me to where, like, I came home on Saturday and I literally slept till like 730 because <laughs> I'm just like, oof. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I left I left your house to come home, uh-huh. spent an hour with Megan at her mom's and then drove back to my house and literally crashed at like three and woke up at 730. That's impressive. You know, it's not too bad. You know, this no kids life. <laughs> Real good. Real good. Um, But I am just so appreciative and fortunate to know so many stupid, talented people. Uh, Those who performed, those who obviously like I have not listened back to the or watched the replay on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium IWTV. Um, but I am very excited to hear Joe Sposo and Loud and Noxious on the call. Um, I'm very excited to to relive the matches that we we got at Bash at the Brewery. 
uh willow nightingale and hot sauce was a banger it sure was that was a that was an awesome match and prayers up for hot sauce uh he's got a, a break in his mandible i believe Ooh. so yeah prayers up to him speedy recovery his way but yeah that was a fantastic match um the six man that was supposed to be an eight man uh you know that was also really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody showed up and, and showed out. Um, that was like the perfect six-person tag for that environment. I mean, that was that was a phenomenal, fun match. Um, I mean, for most of these most of these matches, we're gonna say you know, go ahead and and check them out. But um, yeah, continue, please. Uh, and then, of course, like getting towards like and don't, don't want to discredit like the opening match with world famous CB. Um, that was very solid. Um, the 10 man tag after intermission, just a fun little romp. Yeah. Uh, but getting to the main event with uh, Avery Good, comma, professional wrestler with the man, Sidney Bacabella, Papa Bear looking great. <laughs> Papa Bear looks fantastic. He's been Roker, down in Pensacola. Oh my gosh! You can like, see that tan he's got. Roker the Joker turned to me and he goes, "Is that Cindy Pacabella?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Did he lose weight?" I'm like, "I think," but he looked great. He looks fantastic. Uh, Papa Bear looking. Uh, some would say yummy. I'm not gonna. I I'm not gonna <laughs> say yummy, but he was looking real good. Um. And the match with Avery Good and Abby Jane, though there was a little bit of controversy, um, which you can see on independentwrestling.tv. Um, and then, of course, uh, 10 matches turned into 11. Mm-hmm. Um, don't If you haven't been spoiled, I'm not. you're not going to get the spoiler from me. But it was definitely a reason for everyone to make it appointment viewing or appointment attendance when the LVAC is doing anything. Word to the wise to be sufficient. Real Rumble is coming back. It is out there. If you get your tickets, it comes with a Real Rumble shirt. Like, do your due diligence. See us at the Mahoning. I will be there. You will be there. Yeah, both nights, June third, June fourth. Is that it's a why, Friday? Is, it's a Saturday. It's a Friday. It's a Saturday. Real Rumble Friday. Real Rumble Saturday. The true, most stupendous two nights in wrestling history. Um, you cannot beat it. Come for the wrestling. Stay for the movies. Have yourself a good time. Um, I know I will. I know you will. Yes. It was so much fun. Um, But even more so than, like, knowing some super talented uh, performers, having the the opportunity to get everybody from the soon-to-be, that's that word again, uh, to get everybody from the soon-to-be-named network together. And to Wiki and Spirit. And to Wiki and Spirit, you know, getting DJ and Brett and Doug and Todd and Joe you and I, uh, all and Adam and, uh, his good buddy, Dave, like that was, uh, such a, a good time to have, um, everybody together, 
uh, breaking some bread post show. And, uh, man, there's nobody cooler. Like I, I know there's a few people I know kind of well, and there's a lot of people I know adjacently, but like, it is so good to be around like similarly minded or like-minded, like good people Mm -hmm. to just talk about the one thing that we all have in common, which is our love for figures and then also pro wrestling. Like (laughs) it is, it's, it's so great. And like Friday was a Friday was special. It, It felt very much the word I used on, on, on Twitter for at least a soon to be named network was like family reunion, but even like the LVAC show, because it was a Avery Good's last match, it very much felt like a family reunion type setting where everybody in the crowd, it's like six degrees of separation from Avery Good. I ran into Will Strauss, okay, former com former co commentator with me at Excellence, um, ran into Pinhat. He was there taking photos, mm-hmm. like caught up with a uh, couple of good old buddies I used to see all the time at excellence and just such a fun fun time and won't be duplicated can't be replicated once in a lifetime man yeah that's you know just the likelihood of that group of people both uh in front of and behind the curtain uh to reconvene in one place at the same exact time, you know, it's just not going to happen again. Right. Um, so, you know, I cherished it. Um, you know, there's some cool pictures floating around on Twitter. If you search them out. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a happening. It, it was, was a happening. Yep. And that same energy, while it may not be duplicated or replicated, it does carry over to all LVAC shows. Yeah. There is, Something in the water or the champion cream ale or whatever you have, whatever have you. Um, it is always a fun time in, in a good time with the LVAC. I'm so, I'm so happy that they exist as a, as a, a wrestling entity more than just shirts and apparel. Um, but it is so great that we have something like the LVAC to have that kindred spirit place. It's kind of like we we talked about it similar loosely on like the ride home, but it's like not in the same context, but it kind of feels like our church. Mm-hmm. We all get to come together. And like, you you're not hearing the word, but you're all you're fellowshipping over the stuff in the ring, and you're having a good time with your people, and like, you're getting your soul fed, and you're getting your heart full, and it's such a good time. It's that's as close as you can get to it, and like, I'm beyond thrilled that 
I was able to experience this. I would have kicked myself even with all the rain and everything. If I wasn't there, it would, I would have, uh, I would have definitely, um, held it all over my head for, for months to come. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what, what else much to say aside from that. Um, did you have any weekly purchases? Um, <clears throat> I did have an opportunity hit. Oh, which, Oh, is that word again? I shared with you. Yes, you did. I did. It's a good opportunity. Um, uh, this opportunity had about five legs for those who are wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that I got that in the back pocket, um, I might go ahead and pre-order the uh, Ultimate Edition. Don't Big do dog. it. Just catch oh, it, up. Catch it out in the stores, man. Do but it in the wild. Yeah, I don't know. It's so risky. It's not. Um, I got both of my cane. I got my cane and my Undertaker in the wild. Okay, but for me here in the wild, my wild just now started putting out the Alexa Bliss Fiend Ultimate Editions. Okay. And them janks been out like eight months or so. Well, do 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 distribution problems. Right. And I don't want no distribution issues when it comes to my tribal chief. Well, here's the thing. We're so separated as like a an area distance. Like you've got you've got a handful of stores near you that you can make a loop for. I got stores on my side I can make a loop for. And I'm willing to travel a little bit farther than you are. Yeah, I got, outside I got of my three. circle. I got three I can make. And I've got, I've got like five that I'm willing to go travel to that don't overlap with yours at all. So between all of us, we can make it work. We're gonna risky. get our Dave. Yeah. Big day, Dave is coming. Shout outs, shout outs to Brett. You suck for getting <laughs> uh, the ultimate Dave. Uh, shout outs to JT. You suck. You got your ultimate Dave. Hate it. You guys are garbage. Um, but uh, what nice. about us? What about us? What about us? Spotlight on me. That's right. So give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's Big Daddy Dave. Other than that. Uh, Marcus, do you have anything to plug? Um, I think let me check the calendar real quick. So yeah, coming up at the end of this week is going to be uh, Flying V Theater. I believe that is uh, Masters of the Something. I'm not a very good plug person. Oh God, do um, I have to start doing all these for hold you? Hold on, no, 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 no. I'll pull up the picture. I got it saved when because they, they had they had my picture out. So I just got to stall for time and pull that up. Um, all right, Masters maybe of the Fighterverse, May Thank 14th. Thank you very much. Yeah, so that's going down May 14th. Uh, they usually put some time into editing their shows, so that's probably won't be up on Jerry's World um, for a little bit. So if you're in um, the D.C., Baltimore-ish area, make the drive out to the uh, Black Box Theater in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um. It's crazy. That's where like DC Sniper was going to town. Like I just can't oh, not think about that. 
because that ish was crazy, man. Um, yeah. Um, what else I got going on? Um, in May 20th, I believe is the date on that. Yeah, May 20th at uh, Reynolds Middle School in Lancaster, PA. There's going to be a uh, charity show going on that SWO is going to be putting on. Uh, Bryce Rumsberg is going to be there. I believe Sonny Kiss from AEW and AEW Dark is going to be there. Um, all the stars will be there. Luminaries. Luminaries, if you will. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a good time. I'll be there uh, making that town um, big drive for me. So uh, I'll head on over, <laughs> make the trek, uh, hobble on over. Um, so I'll be hanging out there. Um, and like we said, June 3rd and 4th, get your tickets while they're still available. Do not be left out. Um, it is a spacious venue, but it will fill up. Go ahead, get your tickets for Real Rumble weekend. Real Rumble Friday, June 3rd. Real Rumble Saturday, June 4th. Mahoning Drive-In. Do the thing. Get your shirt. I mean, you've also got, if, if the wrestling doesn't do it for you, then the movies that take place will. Um, Real Rumble Friday is going to have, let me make sure I've got this right, the wrestler so i'm pulling it up now friday night will be the wrestler with mickey rourke and marissa tomei followed by a hush hush mystery title um i'm pretty sure if you send uh paypal money to three guys from nowhere at gmail.com you might be able to get what that uh other title is um and then saturday is two cinematic action classics as we have the running man and then of course we started talking this podcast about rock the dwayne johnson the scorpion king aku machente ah with um closing out real rumble saturday all films presented in 35 millimeter aside from the mystery title Um, which will be presented up close and personal. Do not miss it. Gates will be at 5 p.m. each day with a bell time at 5.30 to be able to have us close up the wrestling portion, Get the make sure that the the house lights come down at the Mahoning Drive-In, the spotlights go up with the the stars in the sky, and uh, get your opportunity to to catch uh, some wrestling, some uh, wonderful motion pictures, and a chance to hang out with the LVAC crew. So it's going to be a real good time, a real fun time. Um, if you enjoy what we do here, catch us on everything that we do at TNM, T and M shows on Twitter sports. <sighs> Stop <laughs> T and M shows on Twitter where you can catch the feeds for this podcast, as well as another podcast. that will be dropping at the round at the exact same time as this one viewers choice on the North South connection, where Marcus and I break down the live events of WWE, AW, and NXT, we're going to actually do a review of um, WrestleMania Backlash as it occurs, but we're going to be extra, extra busy this week, too. Also on the North-South Connection, in connectivity with the greatest WWE wrestler ever uh, tournament ranking system that uh, the Place to Be Nation and the North-South Connection and the Quadapods will be doing. 
Um, we will be doing a high low, the fastest 30 minutes in podcasting, where Marcus and I are going to just run through a list of the uh, of superstars that could possibly be on the greatest WWE Superstar 100 list and rank them high low. Uh, you'll see that coming out on Tuesday this week via the North-South Connection, but you'll also see that link as well on the TNM Show's link tree. Um, Linktree.com, search for TNM Shows. It will be there. So um, we, of course, are on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. It's your home for this and many other podcasts, including but not limited to our wrestling offerings of Ad Oz's Wrestling with Joe and Adam, and We Need Wrestling with DJ and Brett. Catch everything that is possible for you for the soon to be named network at STBN Network on Twitter. Uh, check out our pod adjacent friends over at 3CT, at Pod Van Dam, and at the place where Joe and I are the Drafterweight Champions, respectively. The A Show, the Spring Tournament of Champions has started, so it is going to be uh, its championship season over at the A Show. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the shows at TNM Shows. Follow me at Not The Toolman. Follow Marcus on the Wrestling Speakeasy. If you know, you know. We'll be back here next week with our third Intercontinental Champion. Check out the reveal for that on Wednesday on the pod on on the podcast Twitter uh, for the unveiling of that. But until next week, all that's left is to tell the people goodbye. Bye, boys. T and M.